Welcome to the Powercast with Charlie Johnson. I'm one of the world's leading fitness and transformation coaches. I'm going to be providing you with the tools to build your ultimate body and mind. So, absolute pleasure today to have Darren Farrell. Uh, Farrell, Farrell? I don't know how I ever pronounce your name right. Um, Farrell, yeah. Farrell. VB Pro, uh, classic music. From sunny Dubai, who's currently in Greece, uh, on the podcast. Absolute pleasure. How are you doing? I'm very good, thanks. And nice and relaxed now, enjoying a nice holiday, which is good away from the busy life in Dubai. No, it's um, whereabouts in Greece are you? A place called Hanyari. It's um, on one of the peninsulas. So it's, uh, it's actually where me and uh, my wife got married three three years ago. Next nice. week. <laughs> ah, you got anything special planned for anniversary? Uh, yeah, we we do. Um, every year we go back to the hotel we had our reception and we stay in the, um, the honeymoon suite. <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome, mate. Yeah. <laughs> Are you going to let yourself have a cheat meal or a free meal that day? Because uh, Becky was telling me <laughs> you're so anal on your diet that you don't eat. Like, even though you eat a lot of food, you, you don't let yourself have a donut or anything. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll have that weekend off. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm supposed to or I'd have like two cheat meals a week um, but uh, I'm on that much food at the moment that I tend to just stick to my pad no, unless not. something comes up I kind of just I don't cheat meals for the sake of having them I just I kind of have them when I, when I want them yeah it's just a fits your lifestyle which is probably a better approach to be fair so um, obviously what, what we wanted to discuss today with you which is the incredible feat is obviously how you turn pro and in that 12 months how you literally completely transform your physique adding a hell of a ton a lot of muscle um which is something obviously a lot of us guys including myself are looking to try to do so we're gonna try and pick your brain and find out how you did it what tips we can try and pull out from you uh, that could help obviously the audience so um if you spent obviously initially your journey like where you, where you came from and um obviously your pro pro qualifying uh, show yeah cool um, I guess I'll kind of I'll start with kind of a bit of a backstory into that year. So I think I did my first ever show at the age of 24. I'd probably been training about a year at that point. Um, and from there, I did a couple more shows in Ireland and moved to the UK when I was 26, 27. And competed in UK BFF, did a few shows. And I actually didn't compete for two and a half years, roughly. And um, I'd been in Dubai a year. Yeah, just over a year. And uh, in that sort of period, and so, um, what was it, three years ago now. So I've been in Dubai three years. So I think it was six months before I moved to Dubai, I was diagnosed with depression. Um I went through a pretty pretty bad time with that, you know, um, struggling to find like self worth, confidence, um, everything really. Um, so while in du- in Dubai, I decided that it was it just launched the division of classic physique, and that kind of suited the weight limit where I was because I used to do classic bodybuilding, um, but I was too heavy for that now. Um, as I think the weight limit for me as a classic bodybuilder was 82 kilos. How tall are you, Darren? Um, 179 centimeters, so just like five foot ten roughly. Okay, it's about the same as me. 
Um, yeah, so it was 82 kilos for classic bodybuilding in, in what was then the IFBB. So I couldn't do that. And then they launched Classic Physique. So I decided I'd, I'd try and do that. So I prepped for it. And as you can probably imagine, doing a prep when you're not the most mentally stable or in a good place is not ideal. Um, so obviously the prep didn't go great. I competed in um, New Zealand and uh, Ireland. Did you prep yourself for those shows? I had someone help me, but I, I did uh, the nutrition side of it myself. I had a trainer in Dubai, uh, Banus Jim, uh, the owner of Banus Jim used to train me and he supported me, but uh, I did the nutrition side of things um, myself to an extent and probably over-dieted, uh, over-did cardio and just uh, pushed myself a little, probably too hard to an extent. And I did end up cheating my diet and stuff like that on the way and um, not my best showing. Uh, at a competition. Out of curiosity, obviously, a bit of a personal question. Did you find your relationship suffered a bit in that period as well? Because you're obviously you're stressing about the show. You haven't really got anyone like fully on you nutritionally coaching you, and you were a bit low anyway. Massively, yeah. Um, more so, I think. Like, I think more so for Becky, it was frustrating seeing me sort of hide behind prep and okay. actually deal deal with my issues that I had. Yeah. Um, yeah, so they did. It was definitely it was it was hard on her, and it's it's something we will be um, it's a topic we're going to be discussing in August at the NFM UK event, um, with Mental Health Muscle, and we're actually doing a talk together, stronger together, which is what, what, uh, what date and where is that, um, Darren? It is August the eighteenth, and I believe it's in Walsall, just outside Birmingham. Okay. And um, yeah, so we'll be talking about. Not just me going through mental health and my issues with it and my depression, but from her side of things as well and what she did and how, how it affected her. Because um, obviously it's, it's not a, a journey most people go well. It's not a journey people should go through on their own. It's generally it will affect others around you too. Yeah, so I did, the, did those two shows. And uh, I think a big turning point was just before... I flew to Ireland for the second of those shows. Um, my current coach, friend, uh, training partner, Jamie Drigo, moved to Dubai. And uh, we talked a lot and he helped me kind of get perspective on things. And uh, initially helped me with my kind of getting my head right, getting my focus right, um, which had a massive knock-on effect to my mental health and, you know, and everything, it kind of had me thinking the right way, sorting what needed to be sorted out first before going into the physical side of things. And um, as soon as I got back from Ireland, I began working with him and just had a complete different focus, different kind of clarity, um, different view on it all. Um, previously, my kind of driving force for prepping and doing it was, I wanted a pro card to prove to prove to people something and you know, to get recognition and all this. And when I started working with Jay, that all with it windows, nothing to do with the show, it was nothing to do with winning a pro card. It was you know, it was all about just being being better, you know, take every day, just be better. 
just do everything you can every day to be better. And um, yeah, we just had a, I think it was six to eight months where literally I just used every minute of every day to, to, to do that. Um, pushing, pushing food, pushing my training. Um, and, and I think the biggest aspect for me was enjoying it and uh, being positive. And then, yeah, the improvements. I think we were both a little surprised as it was going. I remember we kind of set like targets, sort of little targets of like weights and stuff to be. And it was like, oh, okay. We're like three months ahead of where we thought we would be. He's like, okay, let's try and be 225. And I was like, let's try and be 230. And it, was, it ended up, I think I, I ended up at the end of the off season at two, 242. After initially I was trying to see if we could be like 225. It's a huge and, progress, isn't it? Yeah. And then, then we just we started a prep. And we actually started prepping quite early so that it was always in my mind that um, I wanted to sort of enjoy Christmas a bit, to have a day off or two over Christmas. So we started prepping beginning of December. So I got myself into a good place, took a day or two off, two days off, and then it was back back to normal. And uh, yeah, it was just it was twelve months pretty much where. I think the biggest difference compared to most people is my off season was every day of that that time was used. It wasn't like oh, yeah, off season was off. like a contest prep. Like you were you were you were doing everything, ticking the boxes daily, and like most people who use an off season as time just to do what they want. I guess. Yeah, like, and I think what most people would be surprised. The biggest thing was uh, I think a lot of people. I did cardio every single day. I still do cardio every single day. How much do you do at the moment? Well, when I'm in Greece at the moment, I just go for a walk outdoors and yeah. I walk to the next village and back and it, it takes me an hour. But um, in my actual cardio, it's supposed to be 30 minutes uh, into my walk on a treadmill. That's it. And that's, that's probably what I'll do most of prep as well. I think the majority of my actual prep last time was that. Um, I think it went as high as 45 minutes. What, just incline walk on a treadmill? Just incline walk. And I, I'm talking... <laughs> It's not uh, not exactly what I, I prescribe clients to do. I usually tell clients to do a little higher intensity. But for me, I'm lucky that all I all I ever did was uh, level four point five incline five. So just plodding along, um, because our training intensity is very high. So cardio is not really that necessary. It's more there just to help with my digestion and just start my day off right. Exactly the same. If anyone listening who, any of my clients who are getting any ideas about going for a leisurely stroll on the treadmill, having trained with Aaron <laughs> and spent a week in Dubai training in that environment, like the intensity in the sessions is another level. And that, if you train like that, you like, if I trained like that all the time, I wouldn't need to do any cardio for a contest prep or anything like that because you're your body's like a furnace and it's just getting like so fired up from the session alone that cardio, as you said, like this reason I do it in the morning now is just, it's more for a digestive aid and like cognitive function rather than really fat loss. Yeah. It's for, for me, the biggest, the biggest part about it, like, and I probably don't have to be doing cardio right now, but for me, the biggest part is just to start my day the same way every day. Yeah, structure. Get up in the same, just structure. And 
anyone who's ever suffered with mental health or is going through this, one of the biggest things is creating a positive uh, routine. Um, like for me, I like I have anxiety issues and I'm, I'm very much my routine and stuff. If that gets thrown off, it, it really messes with me. So I know to just, I like to have everything my way. I get up every day, do my cardio. Uh, I reply to emails. I just, I just straight away, you're starting your day off by, by 8 a.m. latest. I've, I've completed something. I've done something positive already to feel good about. So you're starting your day off with one foot in front. You know, you're you already feeling good about your priority. Yeah. And, you know, although, like, if you get out, of, you, you roll out of bed and you, you go to do something you don't like, you haven't done any, all of a sudden you get to 2 p.m. and you're still feeling like, you know, drowsy and just not really that great. And, you know, that's not, it's not really setting the tone for your day. Whereas you get up, you smash out your cardio, you feel good about yourself, you're setting your day up positively. And it's only going to go up from there, you know? 100%. 100%. 100%. Um, yeah. So with most of my off season, I think everyone's like, oh, you did a lot in a year. I'm like, that, that year is the same year for everyone else. It's everyone's just, the same 365 days. Yeah, it's just I use those days, whereas most people would be like, oh, I'm going to have a big off season. How many holidays do they have in that? How many weekends off? How many birthdays do they go to? How many you know, dinners out do they have? You know, I still made sacrifices, but at this point now, I, I don't even see, see things as sacrifices. Like, I still don't enjoy stuff. I'm, I'm in Greece for a month, but I haven't, haven't missed a beat on my diet. I'm still enjoying stuff, you know, and still go out like, and have a meal out with Becky, but I'll order like fresh fish and, and I'll ask them to grill it the way and I, it will be within my meal, you know. Do you, do you find the same? Because I spend a lot of time in um, Spain in my bed with my family and I find it so easier almost there, probably the same in Greece, to eat out uh, and stay on point because like pretty much all the food is like fresh fish, veg, um, yeah. generally clean like Mediterranean lifestyle food. So it's so easy, you yeah. up and it's just like, oh, uh, fish and chips and like some, not that I'd eat that sort of place anyway, but you know, I mean, the, the food is so fresh and is better quality, I find, than the UK yeah. anyway. If, if you're not an idiot, uh, it's pretty pretty simple for everyone to stay on their, on their food plan in, in this sort of environment because even if you are going out to eat with family or something, your choices on the menu are pretty much all relatively healthy. You know, there isn't, you can't... <laughs> I don't know about where you go, but in the in the village I'm in Greece here, you can't go and get a burger and chips anywhere. You I think the the nearest pizza place is like forty minutes drive from here. What about cheese? Yeah, you you physically can't eat unhealthy. Okay, there's the ice cream places if you want to go and indulge in ice cream and stuff, but yeah, if you're going like going out for a nice meal with family, it's nearly impossible to 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 go crazy, you know and. Um, no, it's the perfect environment. Like, obviously, Dubai is very easy to eat out and eat healthy because you've you've got healthy restaurants. And then, even like like I've gone to like Cheesecake Factory and I've asked for grilled salmon and rice, and I've just waited. I've had a weighing scale with me, and I've weighed out my food there, and there's no issues. That's dedication. That's dedication. That's impressive. <laughs> I, I don't think I've gone to the extent of taking my scales to a restaurant yet. Still I used you know what, I, I used them to, and it's something I never would have done before. Uh, but it's another kind of influence from Jamie is like, who gives a fuck what people think? Yeah, to be fair, I'm a, I, I don't give a fucking shit anymore. Like, to, be, to, be, 
to be honest, at the, at the way things are now, I walk into a restaurant or wherever, and I'm going to get looked at funny anyway. I'm 240 pounds. I'm, I'm not exactly a normal looking person. No. So I, I get it. I get looked at, you know, and people are very well aware that I'm a bodybuilder. So, so uh, I've got over that whole, and that's, that was, that was a big part of my mental health was not just, well, not to do with bodybuilding, but people's impression of me. I used to always struggle. Like, like if Becky used to say the biggest thing, the biggest, like the biggest, when she noticed I changed was she'd been away last summer for two months and she came back. And, um, that two months I, I really used to grow personally myself because I had to because I was on my own I couldn't hide behind her in social situations and uh, we went out for a meal with friends and she said she, after the meal out she, she went to I couldn't she was like I was quiet all night she was like I couldn't believe how much you talked because previously I would struggle to talk in a group of people purely because I was so worried what people would think think about being like what the other man, you know, their impression on me that I used to just go inside myself and just not say a word. And Becky used to recognize that. She she talked for us and kind of helped me in that way. But in the long run, it, it's it's not really helping. You kind of have to get. So I said, like I was speaking to someone recently who's going through something similar. Like you kind of just have to jump in at the deep end, and the people around you kind of have to. Although it's great that they want to help, they nearly have to step back and make you do it yourself because if you get looked after and you get mothered to an extent, you're never going to change. You're actually probably going to get worse. Yeah, it won't come out of yeah. the show. No. So for me, it was, it was last this time last year. Um, I decided to stay in Greece for the two months and Becky, Becky came here. Um, or I decided to stay in Dubai and Becky came here to Greece to see her parents. And uh, in those two months, um, so much change for me. I just learned to 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 be me and just to to be okay being me, and uh, that was a massive turning point for me. That's awesome. That's awesome. Uh, in regards, to obviously, your training uh, in this phase. Obviously, I've started a lot of similar style training work with the girls. So you do two a day sessions. Did you find that a big change initially? But yeah, definitely. I think the. So I started, me and Jamie both started working with the Gelsies. Um, I think it, the week we came back from uh, New Zealand. Yeah, just after I turned pro. And we started, work, we started working with the Gelsies. And uh, that, I think that, that first week, I just remember just feeling absolutely battered. Um, it was a, it's, a, it's a big change. And it's, it's like... I think you, you have to learn how to cope with it. You have to set up your environment and your lifestyle a lot differently than you usually would. You can't miss a beat with food. You have to be on point with your rest and recovery. Um, so yeah, that, that first week, I remember getting to like the sixth or seventh day and having a rest day and just being like, oh my God, thank God. <laughs> yeah, it's, but, you, um, it's that point where you beat your body into submission and then you know it's time to rest and then put the food back in. Yeah. And we certainly noticed, like, um, although me and Jay train the same and we train together all the time and like that, but he just has this level of recovery that's crazy. He, um, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure he could train 365 days of the year and not rest. He's like, it's incredible, but 
I, I definitely have, I definitely, definitely notice with me in terms of my, um, my energy levels by about six, six or seven days at a push. I start, you can see me starting to fatigue and I, we either have to refeed or rest, uh, generally probably both. And um, in order to get me back up to, you know, performing where I should be. With the um, the training the previous year, so the year obviously before you turned pro and obviously stepped up from there, what did your training split look like then? Um, it was it wasn't like set in stone. Quite instinctive, wasn't we, it? By working from talking with you before. Yeah, it was quite instinctive. So we would it was basically we we train everything twice in the week. So we train every day. Uh, it was only one session a day, but we train like. So it'd be like chest and delts, and then it'd be like no, it was like it was. We never did chest and delts. It was chest and chest and like arms, and then like back. Uh, we see chest and triceps, back and biceps. Then there'd be like a delts and like traps day, and there was uh, there was a legs day, which was one was quad dominant, one was hamstring dominant, and then it was a full arms day on its own as well. So we were hitting arms quite a lot, legs quite a lot, and then everything twice. Um, but in terms of what days we did stuff on, like with the legs were kind of always set, but it would be like, there'd always be one on a Saturday and then one midweek, like probably the, by the time it was like, we'd take it, we'd go like Saturday, we'd, we'd, then we'd go Sunday would be an upper day, Tuesday would be an upper day, and then it'd be like Wednesday or Thursday, depending on if we were recovered from Saturday. And we just kind of worked like that. It was, there was kind of a structure there, but we gauge on recovery. If the muscle wasn't recovered, we'd just wait another day and do something else. And in um, terms of like training, sessions, training style, how would you, how would you set up the sessions? Was it what, what sort of stuff would you be looking to do? Do you take more like a progressive overload approach, or do you go for more like pump volume work, or combination of all those factors? <laughs> I think anyone who ever saw our sessions would just be like, "What the hell are these fuckers, two fuckers doing?" Crazy, insane. It was. Yeah, it was. Always there was 10 exercises, 10 or 11 exercises. And every one of those would be as heavy as you would. So we'd work up to like, we'd do one or two warm-up sets, whatever was needed to get and build up to pro progressively to what our sort of seven to 10 rep max was. Yeah. And then generally we do four sets at that weight. Or, you know, if we were getting like 10 reps, they were doing a dumbbell press right over we're doing like 10 reps at 65 then you got like set two you got like 10 reps again and set three you got like nine reps and we'd, we'd probably jump to 60s and do a set if we still got seven reps even seven or eight reps we'd do another set so there may be five or six sets it'd always be kind of like until you couldn't get seven yeah and then there might be a back off set or something like that and that was literally on every exercise was like that so our sessions were like two hours long, two and a half hours sometimes. With your sessions of that length, were you using any workout drinks out of curiosity? Uh, no, it's something I've never, never really done. I think occasionally they were put in on my, on my higher days, my re, if I had a refeed. And um, just because in my off season, my food was so high that in order to get my food higher we, we tended i think in a couple of days maybe put in like 100 grams of intra-workout carbs but 
No, I never really have done. It's always been my pre and post have always been quite high with uh, food. Um, it's not the to be honest. I, I I see I do see them as beneficial, and I, I do recommend them for a lot of people. It's just I think with me, I do have um, like I tend to eat my pre workout meal like an hour and a half, two hours before my training. My stomach. I don't like feeling like my stomach's full, and I do have like exactly the same digestion issues like that. So. I don't uh, to, to risk, like even last year on prep, um, I think a couple of weeks out, we were, I was like, we were training, my stomach got so sensitive, we were, we were training and I'd be like, oh, like, my belt was hurting my stomach and I was like, we couldn't understand, can why, we didn't change anything. And then we just decided we'd swap, I was having a way isolate pre-workout with uh, my baby rice. And uh, it was like, just change the chicken and see how that, when we changed the chicken and took it aside, but even like way isolate was, creating a problem with my stomach when I was training. But um, I don't have any issues with weight. I, they usually it's just, I got, I get even more sensitive when I'm on prep. So I have issues with my stomach sometimes. So stuff like that, I just never bother with. One thing I was going to ask, obviously you were, I'd be interested to run through what your diet roughly was looking like, but obviously you said you had digestive uh, issues to a degree anyway. Did you have any tactics or strategies or anything you were using to try and, help mitigate that? Uh, I know we've talked about doing cardio in the morning to help with digestion, but were there any supplements you were using? You're trying to chew your food, yeah, so a bit liquid or anything like that? I, I use a, a, a lot of digestion and health, just health supplements in general, um, which has even grown even further now. Um, but I'll, I'll run through, I can't remember exactly what I used to use then, but it was everything I'm using now, but I'm using a bit more now. So, I have um, a good digestive enzyme. I uh, use uh, 50 billion probiotic every day as well. Um, I always use, with my higher carb meals, I use like um, GDAs. Uh, what else? I take black charcoal. With uh, the um, black charcoal, because this is a question I always find it difficult to answer. You know you're hypothetically supposed to take it on an empty stomach or not with food or anything else. Yeah, or with other food supplements, other supplements. Apparently, when do you actually take it? The black charcoal I actually take. That's the only thing I take first thing in the morning before yeah. cardio, okay. unless I'm taking a fat burner or anything like that as well. But right. I, I, I take I take uh, my black charcoal in the morning, and then the rest of the stuff I take when I get back from cardio. And I take just before I eat. And um, what, what do you find the benefits of the black charcoal? What's um what's the the thought process behind that? To be honest, it's just something. It's, it's something that Jay Jay had an issue with his stomach last year. It was something I think it was Chris told him to do, and uh, within a few days, Jay's cleared up. And then ever since then, we we he, he's always used them. And he, when I was going through my issues, he was just like, "Yeah, whack those in," and uh, it has helped massively. Like, to be honest, I, I don't fully understand the, how they the process of them works within. I know yeah. they just like flush out the bacteria and stuff, but um, something else helps. I don't know if you've tried them um, because I had a few digestive issues. I find when I travel a lot, I get my stomach tends to flare up a bit. Um, yeah. I, obviously, you know, I work with uh, Dean, Dr. Dean. So he uh, recommended his own black charcoal as well, but also oil of, or, oil of oregano capsules that help like cleanse the gut microbiome. Um, oh. Those work really well if you have like take it for like a week. 
it's like if you have a, your stomach flares up, you have a bit of a bad bout of toilet issues. <laughs> um, <laughs> take that for like seven days, and it really helps, like almost like heal the gut, almost and clean everything out. Yeah. So that, that's where I have to go for anyone who's listening. And then, other than those, the, the, the rest of my supplements are pretty much everything you get on supplement needs. So I use like their heart stack, their liver stack, their blood and kidney pressure. Um, and then I use liposomal, glutathione, curcumin, uh, COQ10, uh, the vitamin C and the B12. And then I take, uh, I use, what else? I use their sleep stack at night. Um, and I, I use a lot of stuff to, related to cortisol, obviously, because with anxiety, uh, issues and stuff like that that I have had, um, keeping my cortisol down is, is, um, key for me. So I use, uh, the house sound by trained by JP nutrition. Yeah. And then I also use support max neuro by strong. Yeah. Uh, the support max, the support max neuro I find is particularly good. Uh, pre bed. Very good. That, that yeah, so the, uh, sleep stack by supplement needs gives you like tricky dreams. I find it's good. Though. Yeah. I take that's my, that's my pre bed stack as those to, and I use the house on straight after training to bring cortisol down. So what I'll do is like, as soon as I've finished training, uh, I'll have a serving of house and then I'll probably eat my meal about 30 minutes later. Ah, perfect. And, um, yeah, kind of just, it's got me in a good place at the moment. Um, so yeah, I think, would you agree with your body when it feels healthier? Like if your body's healthy, it will respond and everything will function a million times better and it will grow muscle, stay leaner. And like, that's where I think people don't pay attention to like blood pressure, digestion, how you feel. Um, they just keep pushing themselves down like an alleyway of just trying to batter their body into more, doing more. Yeah. It's not the right approach. 100%. I don't understand why people don't get that. It's like, it doesn't matter. You can do everything under the sun, but if your body's not taking it in or absorbing it, it's pointless. You know, you, it's, it's like, it's like pumping fuel into a car and, and the, the fuel just going straight out of hole half a meter to, before it even gets to the engine, you know, yeah. it's not going to do anything. You know, to, that's why digestion and your health and the blood pressure, all of these things matter so much. And not only <laughs> forget performance and improving, but, fucking hell longevity at the end of the day you want to live to a, live a long life and you know, a lot of a lot of what we do is counterproductive to that so we need to you know we need to certainly look after ourselves every way we can and that's, that's something i i've um, you know i think more so in the last like two years i've been very very conscious of but interestingly you say you're conscious of that in the last two years the two years you would agree is probably the most you've ever progressed probably compared yeah. to eight to 10. Yeah. Cause previously I think it was just ignorance as well to it all and thinking you're invincible, but I'm just, you know, focusing on what you think is going to get you bigger, you know, the, the, the task, the immediate task at hand, whereas you got to think longevity and, and long term with it, you know, that it's, it's not just about what you're doing right now. You know, you need to set yourself up for a long time, and it's okay. Yeah, if you take a certain thing now, you're um, it might help. But if it, if you're not setting that off with the health health benefits, and, and that's also that's going to be making you unhealthy, then in six months' time, 
you're going to struggle to 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 progress the same way you were then. No, hundred percent. Now, with your um, diet in terms of the phase of crewing all this muscle tissue, what was the setup for that? How did that look like? Were you pushing the carbs around the workouts? Were you having carbs spread throughout the day? Uh, what, what did the overall structure look like? So let's, uh, I'll give kind of an example. There was all there was carbs in every meal, but obviously pre and post workout was always more like higher. So yeah, for example, like it would have been like uh, breakfast was always a little higher in carbs as well. So breakfast would have always been like a hundred grams of carbs. Then meal two would have been like fifty sixty. Meal three would have been like fifty sixty. Meal four, which is pre workout, would have been like. 120 to 150 post workout would have been 150 ish and then another meal which would have been probably about 50 60. Um, in terms of food choices what would you be looking at for those meals like breakfast for, for 100 grams carbs would you be looking to go like if you're taking that solely from oats that's a lot of oats you go for cream of rice what, what would you be looking at so yeah last prep i used a lot of um my carb sources were the same for every meal. It was cream of rice and maybe some jam, bagels. Uh, then there was like uh, baby rice, ordinary basmati rice, and, and cereal. I think that was the only carb sources I used really. And then so the, obviously the, old, the muffin and the cookie pre workout. <laughs> what type um, of cookie? Uh, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a plain chocolate chip one. From Costa Starbucks. Good shout. Good shout. Um, this this year, like the setup is pretty much the same with my food, except uh, at the moment I'm currently on like uh, like more normal food. To be honest, I'm, I'm not using baby rice at the moment. I'm not using ground rice. But like for instance, now I have. Uh, I'll run you through my current diet at the moment. I have uh, breakfast is four whole eggs. Uh, 10 egg whites and it's 100 grams of oats a full apple two slices of toast and jam then my next meal is 200 grams of chicken 200 grams of rice 30 grams of almond butter and my next meal which is my pre-workout meal is 200 grams of chicken 250 grams of rice and uh, 40 to 50 uh, 50 grams of carbs from cookie or muffin. So it's like two cookies or a muffin or something like that. And with, with the rice, you're having white, white rice, I presume like Thai jasmine rice, basmati yeah. rice, something quick digestive. Yeah, ba- basmati rice at the moment. Um, thai jasmine, if I can get my hands on it, we can't really find it in the shops here in, in Greece. Um, then post-workout is 150 grams of low-fat cereal, uh, 50 grams of whey isolate, and two slices of toast with jam and then my next meal is uh, 185 grams of five percent mince 200 grams of rice and then my final meal is 225 grams of salmon 100 grams of oats and 75 grams of pineapple that's interesting i'm on like i think it's just under 700 grams of carbs at the moment like obviously you're only training once a day, I believe, whilst you're out in Greece. When you were training twice yeah. a day, 
were you finding it more difficult in some respects to get the food in, but not having it on top of the meals, if that makes sense? Because when I train twice a day, I find it a little bit difficult sometimes to get six meals in without, because the same as you, I like to have a little bit of a window before training uh, to let it go yeah, down. Yeah, I, I was, it, it, it really depends on what time, if, if, if we train at like 12 or one with our first session, then it's okay. But if, if our first session becomes one, one, two, yeah, it, it gives out that meal, that meal three. So I'd always have two meals before the first session, and two meals after the before the second session. So, and then two meals after the second session. So my six meals are two meals train, two meals train, two meals. But those two meals in the middle of the two sessions often become very close together if uh, our training times are a little off. But um. Yeah, so I just adjust those if I need to a little bit. Do you, um, with your meals, are you adding a certain amount of veg, or veg to them or like, do you do the same as me, you just have as much as you want within reason? I imagine that the, the point you're at now with your food being so high, you're probably not that bothered about having like a huge amount of veg meals other than from health. To be honest, it's probably something I'd say the most don't, don't do as I do here. I actually don't have any veg at the moment really. Um, occasionally, if I'm I'm bothered with uh, that steak mince meal, I'll add veg and make like I'll, I'll throw like the rice, the mince, and like some veg in a pan and mix it all together and have and like put some chopped in tomato, make like a bolognese kind of thing out of it. But yeah, most of the time I, I can't be bothered. I'm just so I'm tired. Just want to get the food in, um, and I'm I'm just, I'm not even that hungry. So it's just like just eat it. Um, so yeah, at the moment I, I don't really have any veg. Um, but what I do is I I I, t- I take a serving of um, AD grazed in the morning and at night, so I can just get my fiber up. Yeah, so that's a great product. To be fair, it's like the chocolate flavored one. Yeah. To be fair, that tastes really really nice. I did yeah. buy some of that a while ago. I was very very impressed. To, to be honest, anyone who's on prep, I'd say that that could save you in terms of cravings. You mix that with uh, the AD fiber, just with like a bit of water, put it in a bowl and just put some water and stir it and mix it and just leave it for like 30 minutes. It sets like a little like pudding, a little chocolate pudding. So what do you do? You mix the, the grazed with... They also, so AD also do a product called Fiber Plus. Yeah, I'm going to have to check this out. And it's uh, chocolate flavor as well. So you mix the two of them together and um, just with some water in a bowl, like yeah. maybe 100, 200 mils of water, and uh, just leave them for 20, 30 minutes, just sit them in the fridge even, and uh, it'll be like, they congeal like a, like a jelly kind of pudding. That, that's on the list of things to try then, so I'll add that in yeah. for me, I'm struggling. It's, it's epic, my, towards the end of my prep last time, that with my final meal was amazing. <laughs> No, big, big, big fan. So to be fair to you, like where, where you're at, I think now overall in like life and everything, like I'm so impressed with you as a friend with where you've come through, come from and to where you are now. And like, I remember like, the moment actually seeing when you'd won your pro card, I was so pleased for you because I knew how much it meant. And like, obviously I, I rarely see you, but when um, following your journey on social media, as we do in the last year, like a year or two, um, I could see how much like you and Jamie were literally just going in like nonstop and how it was just 24 seven. And that's, you were just living and breathing it. So it's a prime example of like, you reap what you sow in life. And 
if you put in the work and you have the right work ethic and the people around you, then you'll get the results. 100%. Thank you, man. I, I appreciate that. But yeah, what you say is, is, I think the point you said about people around you makes that, I think that's something people don't realize how important that is. And uh, it's not the amount, it's, it's the quality of the people around you. Like you, um, you probably agree. Like your circle, as you get older, your circle gets smaller, but it gets tighter. So, like, I have yeah, like a handful of people in my life now who are very, very close to me. Who, like, I would rely, like, rely on with anything rather than like a thousand people who. Yeah, if that makes sense. Like I remember, like a couple of years ago, like you'd go out on a Saturday night with loads of friends, whatever. You'd always be, you know. Now I've I've got a handful of friends, like the. And that's it. And it's just, there's other people I'm just not that bothered with. And it's, I might sound <laughs> clinical, but I'm, I'm not, you know, first and foremost, my wife is my priority and then my close friends. But that's it. And like, I've even gone to the extent now that social media is, is like, it's part of our lives. It's where, where we do our work. It's where we do everything that revolves around it now. But when I'm, if I'm on my social media and when I, when I am like scrolling or I'm looking at stories, anything that I see that annoys me or I'm like, that doesn't add value, I literally just unfollow that person. Oh, mate, I'm exactly the same. I had a mass unfollowing spree a while ago and it's like, like dumping, the, like one of the best things I say to anyone is just like dump the negativity from your environment. So like the, the best thing I did is I, start, I don't watch the news anymore. I don't read the paper. If it's not something I don't, I can't control, I quite frankly don't care because... Yeah. I don't need that negativity around me, if that makes sense. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's, well, it's just worrying about something for the sake of worrying about it. Yeah. And, and that, that's what leads to more stress, anxiety, and all these other yeah. issues that are in the world. And like the more positivity you can have and put out into the world, the more positivity you'll get back. 100%. And like net, nowadays, all I do is I just focus on my wife, my friends, and my clients. And, uh, that's pretty much it. I don't, I don't really care about what else goes on. So, but nothing, nothing else matters if that's what matters to you. So that, that's the perfect yeah. way for it to be. You know, and I, I live, a, live a pretty pretty simple life. You know, I think people might see like me and Jay and think like we're, we're bowling it in Dubai, but we're very boring. Like <laughs> Cheesecake factory every night. <laughs> no, we're, we're, we're very boring. I think the extent of our, of our thing is like, every sort of probably once a week cinema isn't it? Actually, we do we do the vip cinema yeah that, that's, that's our that's our night out it's a little uh, bromance date yeah me me jay steph and bex um yeah we we, we like the cinema because that's we're literally the definition of netflix and show so <laughs> come back to the gym in the evening at like I, I presume i get in at like half seven eight p.m every every night um have a meal and uh, sit down and watch something on Netflix for an hour, and then I go to I'm in bed by 10 mostly. I am the same. It's an exciting life we lead. Yeah, very. You know. um, on that note, on a slightly different topic, what, what is there a good on Netflix you're watching at the moment? What's a, what does an IFBB Pro uh, watch? Um, what did we just watch? We're watching the new Stranger Things at the moment. Any good? Um, yeah, it's decent. Bex really likes it. I'm like, it's good, but it's it's kind of lost its kind of appeal to me because the first one was like, because it was so different that that was like the, the, the appeal was it was like a bit out there. 
but it's, it's lost that part of it now. So it's like, okay, but it, it's still pretty decent. Um, what about oh, what's that show called? Uh, no, what, uh, what else are we watching? Can't even remember. Becky usually picks the series we watch, and I'm like, <laughs> if if I don't fall asleep in the first one, she's like, okay, we'll watch this. Yeah, you, you are a notorious sleeper from what I've seen. Um, Napping has so. <laughs> um, yeah, so she usually picks them. We're big Game of Thrones fans. Oh, mate, who isn't? That. Who isn't? That was uh, and Power. We're waiting for a new season of Power to come back. <laughs> so to um to to wrap things up here, if you were going to give three final tips for guys who are, or girls who are looking to try and add as much muscle mass as they can in the next twelve months. What would they be if you could only give three tips? Uh, be consistent. Love it. Would be that, that's got to be the first. That's everything in so, life. Yeah, especially. So we're talking adding muscles off season. I think the problem most people face with that is they get bored. <laughs> I was about to say it, it, nothing like, changes. Nothing changes. Yeah, At least some prep your diet changes every kind of week or two. You look different all the time. Yeah, off season. Well, unfortunately, it's a simple thing. Is you, you, you just got to, it's a simple right. process of just keep eating but, and do the same thing every day for a long period of time. Um, so, yeah, consistency, that's got to be number one. Number two, in a kind of similar manner, focus. And I mean, focus on you. Ignore everything else going on around you. It, just block out the noise of what people say. Because that's something that used to get to me was, and I don't mean like people, yeah, talking negatively about you, but also people talking positively. Because we all know that people in your gym will go, oh, mate, you look fucking amazing, blah, blah, blah. They're just, if there's someone in the gym, they're not the person that really, but I'm not, just say thank you, but don't, don't read into it too much. Don't start thinking you're God's gift because couple of people in your gym think you look huge i don't know if you say the same but i actually don't like it when people pay me compliments because this is a bit nah. of a, this is a bit of a weird not, mindset but i don't i my biggest fear is becoming complacent and to make myself push myself this is very deep but i have to when i train almost think i don't like the way i look or i hate the way i look to make myself push myself harder to try and improve if that makes sense so i don't yeah. i don't really like people paying me compliments because it makes me like in my head think I can ease off a little bit. Yeah, no, 100%. That's what, one of the reasons I love my wife is because she tells me my back is shit regularly. <laughs> so keeps keeps me going, keeps me going to improve. Um, like I have a vision of what I need to look like and what I, I want to look like, and that's all that matters in my head. I don't care what other people think. Um, and the only the only person's opinion that I really listen to at the moment is is Jamie's. You know, and uh, that was the same at prep, and that worked well last time. So that's what we're doing this time. He's the only person opinion that matters to me, and of yeah. course Becky when she tells me about back shit. And <laughs> <laughs> like, I can WhatsApp you now and then say back shit as well if that helps. I'm happy to do it. <laughs> I'll take on for the team there. Yeah. So consistency, focus, and positivity. Awesome. Uh, awesome. Stay positive about it. You know, at the end of the day, you're you're gonna have days where you feel like shit. You can have days where you don't think you're good enough. You don't think you're doing as much as you can. Just if if you're getting up every day and you're doing it, that's a step in the right direction. So and, and you're enjoying it. it as well. Yeah, enjoy it. You know, because if you don't enjoy it, you're not going to put everything into it. No, hundred percent, hundred percent. 
I couldn't agree with that anymore. Well, we'll wrap things up there then, Darren. So absolute pleasure as always. And thank you for sharing uh, the knowledge bombs of how you edit so much muscle and obviously have now turned pro. So I'm sure we'll get you on for another podcast. I think it's about a million different things we could discuss. Yeah, it'd be awesome. So um, where can everyone find you, Darren? Uh, Instagram's probably the easiest one. And it's just my name, Darren Farrell, underscore IFED pro. Um, and uh, yeah, I'm on there all the time, pretty much. <laughs> if anyone ever messages me, I'll do my best to get back to you. Awesome. Um, if you guys I'd suggest really go and check out Darren, his story is awesome. Puts out loads of educational, inspiring content. So I'd highly suggest giving him a follow and I'll pop. Uh, yeah, surprise, surprise. Most people uh, don't realize I'm not just a dumb bodybuilder. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's a very intellectual uh, and down to earth guy and he knows, knows his shit. So he's definitely someone to follow. He puts out a lot of good information that will help you. So I definitely suggest checking him out. So pleasure as always, Darren, and hope you guys enjoyed the podcast. Yeah,